Hi, I'm Bran, and I love Hallmark movies. I'm Dan, and I despise Hallmark movies. And I'm Doug, and I love Hallmark movies so much, I want to be in one or several over the next, <laughs> for the, the rest of my life. And this, <laughs> this is, is the Deck the, the Hallmark, Hallmark Podcast. Podcast. Deck the Hallmark, it's this podcast. I feel like when we have a guest, we shouldn't play the whole intro. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, a, just, it's, it's awkward. We don't need that. We don't, we don't need that. Doggy, hello, my friend. Oh, my gosh. Oh, how are my precious puppies today? The <laughs> venerable Doug Jones. It just feels right. We got a... We got a, a lot of people when they found out that Doug was coming back on the podcast. They were very excited. Yes, uh, Doug. On social media, people were like, "Yes, Doug's coming back." And part of that is it's been so long because you weren't able to join us over the holiday That's season because right. you were shooting a little film that we're going to talk about in a little bit. Um, but were you a, were you able to during the holiday season with all the shooting and whatnot? Were you able to watch any Hallmark Christmas movies this past year? Well, uh, uh, yes, because whether I'm in Toronto or in the States at a hotel somewhere, uh, if they have the right cable system, I can tune into the Hallmark and uh, uh, on my on my off time. And, you know, they're running 24 seven at right. that time of year. Right. So whatever you missed at, at, during its premiere airing, it'll air again and again and again. <laughs> so uh, I can catch them on the reruns. And Mrs. Laurie here at home, she records the ones and all the new ones. So if right. I get home and say, oh, I haven't seen the one about the little town, then I can see that one. Right. You, know what? The little you don't want to miss the one about that's the little a town. No, no, that's a classic. <laughs> it's a classic. Yeah. I, I know all the titles run together. Do you remember one that stuck out to you last holiday season or is it all just magic? No, the you? titles all run together. Yeah. of course uh i'm trying to think was it last year that, that uh that my one of my co-stars from star trek discovery ronnie Rowe jr yeah that's jingle bell uh, bride he, he was the, the the flower guy up in alaska yeah, yeah was and a wedding ago. planner had gone up there to get a special flower yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. it was that last year it was I think. two years ago i believe uh, oh look at me ronnie Rowe. Uh, ronnie Rowe. ronnie Rowe. ronnie Rowe is a great uh, Instagram follow. Oh he, my gosh. Uh, he does these like little motivational, motivational things. Yes. He always starts uh, with what is going on, everybody. Man, what a great. Great. It's your boy, Ronnie. It's, it's your boy, Ronnie, Ronnie Rowe. Uh, yeah. Ronnie and, Rowe. Uh, his, his tagline is go get your greatness. That's go right. Get your greatness. <laughs> the three G's. Yeah. And he is go always so sweaty. He's always so sweaty. Yeah. But it's great. I don't know why that yeah, guy's I, always sweaty, but he's always his sweaty. voice is oh. silky smooth. Just like yeah. smooth. Yeah, 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 yeah. We it, he was quite a loss uh, because he uh, he actually departed our show uh, in during season four uh, because he got his own series uh, called The Porter, which okay. has been has been running on BET, I think. Uh, it, at least in Canada, it has. Okay. Uh, it's it's about uh, um, the old nineteen uh, twenties uh, train porters. Uh, uh, they were they were all black, and there was so there's backstory as to why and. Wow, and uh, and Ronnie was at the centerpiece uh, of that series, so it's like good on him. We were, you know, he was our communications officer on our ship, and he got uh, he got scenes here and there. But it was this was a way better gig for him. Yeah, this well, is actually a Ronnie Rowe fan podcast. Yeah, we work. just we tricked you. <laughs> That's to come why on, we Doug. invited Doug it's, Jones uh, on here tonight. In all honesty, <laughs> okay, though, okay. Doug, I mean, we never are we, are we never to cease to be amazed by. I mean, you're in Hocus Pocus too. We're going to talk about your monster yeah. movie extraordinaire Guillermo del Toro's guy, and you're on. You're a series regular on TV right now, and you know just to the fact that we've had you on three times to review a movie, plus times to interview you. We're always grateful yeah. when you come back around, man. Are you kidding me? Anytime you, you have for us is great for us. 
Well, I'm grateful that that, uh, that you come back around for me because I'm a, such a fan of yours that uh, that I'm like, oh, I'm all starstruck. I get to talk to the Hallmark boys again. <laughs> deck, yeah. deck, the, deck the boys. Deck the boys. Deck the boys. That's right. <laughs> Doug, you kept coming to mind. Um, I don't know uh, if you kept seeing the uh, the Stranger Things stuff that was on social media with Vecna this new season, and they kept posting these videos of him getting all of the makeup on. And all these like pictures are going viral of him, like drinking Starbucks out of a straw through his mask and through the, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. did, did you, uh, I I was excited that like the, the monster was finally getting like some love on social media because knowing all the stories that you've told us of how long it takes to get this makeup actually on in the process. Um, did you get to see any of that? And is it exciting as a guy who gets to, uh, be monsters on a regular basis to see the, the monster and the people that are doing the work to put monster on on you and on vecna to <laughs> to like get some love on social media it's exciting people love the monsters it, it is and they do and, and they're loving them more and more uh i it's funny because a lot of people uh, have contacted me on the social media saying is this you yes <laughs> from the from stranger things and uh, anytime there's a tall skinny creature that does this <laughs> they think oh that's got to be doug uh, <laughs> But the truth is there's a lot of, there's a lot of young'uns coming up that I'm really proud of. And, you know, God bless them. You, uh, if you want to get, you know, laced in rubber from head to toe, have at it. (laughs) Doug, I I was watching Stranger. Have you seen it? Do you watch it or you not care about that? I've never seen the series. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Well, you're, you, you, you say this, you play a monster all the time. You get home, you want to watch some homework. Totally understand. I was watching. And the first time you see Vecna on screen, I sat bolts right up in my chair and was like, is that Doug Jones? And I, yeah. I don't think all <laughs> monsters look alike. That's not what I'm saying. But yeah. this, this particular monster, it felt like the Duffer brothers were like, you know, one of those Guillermo del Toro yeah. practical effect, Doug Jones monsters like yeah. that. Like he's got the long fingers and the full, tall slender. Like it was uncanny how much yeah. that it felt like it was from your universe. Um, so that is, and that's not always been the case. Sometimes stranger things, their, their monsters are like digital and right. CGI and all that stuff. But uh. I, I'm not surprised you got a lot of contact about it because the first, the first scene I was like, did Doug Jones do Stranger Things and we didn't hear about it somehow? Like how? Because yeah. that's how impressive the the makeup was. So I mean, you know, anytime oh. you can get compared there, that's a. That's, but it's that's amazing seeing the back story of like all the iterations of the practical effect and like how how it kind of came to be and eventually they they put it on somebody. How like for like Hocus Pocus for example going Billy uh, Butcherson. No, Billy he's Butcherson. back for more. He's he's back for more. Mm-hmm. Um what is that process like for you as the guy who's getting in the 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 makeup and all of that? Do you do you get to see kind of the the arc of where it was to what it actually ends up being eventually or do you just show up and you're like all right, I guess this is this is me me today? Uh, the arc being like during the process of yeah, going from yeah. human, human to creature. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a, you're, when you're in a makeup trailer, there's, it's a wall of mirrors in front of you. So you watch the whole thing happen. Wow. And, uh, and it is, it is helpful almost, uh, I think to, 
to see the transformation happen. You're living it, you're breathing it. So when you walk out of the makeup trailer, you are, it helps inform the character. Now I know what I look like for sure. Now I, I, I can, you know, embody this thing that I've become as well as your internal actor schmactor stuff you got to do. Uh, but I, but I, I know I've had, I've had more, so many jobs, including Hocus Pocus that I've done so many roles I've played uh, film television where they have a GoPro camera set up in fr- to watch the entire thing, you know, in, in quick time. Yeah. from start to finish uh I've, I've had that filmed many many a time so it is nice to see uh these younger actors coming up that are getting that same kind of airplay here's here's what so and so went through uh and i've got to look this guy up i'm from stranger things to find out what his name is so i can give proper credit when it's uh <laughs> when, when people tag me wrong yeah uh but, so oh. I, I i know we've got so much we can talk about and i we can talk about hocus pocus too and the inner workings of that uh, and how that came to be. I Because you're such a good storyteller, uh, <laughs> as soon as I heard you were coming on to do this, Hocus Pocus 1 came out in 1993. Yeah. And I'd love to hear a snapshot of where Doug Jones, the actor, was and what he was up to when he got the call to say, you're going to be Bette Midler's zombie ex-husband uh, mm-hmm. in 1993 versus what it was and whatever was it 20 was it this year or last year probably i would guess when you when they said hey we're doing another hocus pocus like kind of like just because that's like basically your career i mean that's 30 years spanning between the the putting on that that suit again yeah. so i'd love to just hear that snapshot because that was the thing that i wanted to hear most when i heard you were coming right back Right. And I wanted to hear about it too, because I was like, you know, boy, things are different. 29 years later is a, it's a huge difference. Yeah. A lot of life, a lot of career has happened in that time. Uh, 1990, we felt we were filming it in 1992. Okay. And this was just after all I had done at that time was a whole bunch of commercials. I bet I'd been a commercial actor for years, uh, starting in 1986. Uh, including the Mac Tonight campaign for McDonald's that the Crescent Moon had the saying at a piano, hey, when the clock strikes, ho. Uh, that was me. Um, They're going to ask so, you to do that. Mac Tonight 2 is coming out in 2023. <laughs> 30 years later, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but uh, uh, so uh, as far as movies go, I had done a couple of horror films that, that you know, uh, that fizzled out pretty quickly. But the, the big... I had I had uh, been a pirate in sort of in, in the in the background. Oh, Hook! Of, you uh, told us this Hook. in Hook. Yeah, I remember that right. story. Right. So that was kind of a big deal for me to like even be a part of such a huge production, directed by Steven Spielberg. But right after Hook, Batman Returns. I was one of Danny DeVito's sidekicks as uh, the thin clown in his yes. Red Triangle Circus gang that he hung out with. Yes. Um, and then while I was uh, then right on the tail of, of Batman Returns, I was cast uh, in Hocus Pocus. So I was still fresh to the movie scene. And the, and in Hocus Pocus, this was my first time getting my name in the main titles of a movie yeah. with, with, a, with a significant supporting role that people might even remember. Mm-hmm. So I was I was kind of <laughs> beside myself and a huge fan of Bette Midler's. I was also very aware and a fan of, of Sarah Jessica Parker at the time. You know, she had her Broadway beginnings. Yeah. And like I was aware, well aware of who she was. Kathy and Jimmy had, was doing the Kathy and Mo show on uh, in New York and had that, that had a very funny stage presence so i was aware of, of the other two but bet miller was the one i was like you know i'm gonna play her ex-boyfriend from what 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 uh so meeting her i was just kind of like I, I had to stop the drooling and stop the flubbering and that <laughs> so nice to meet you <laughs> so uh, so that's the biggest difference i noticed was coming back 
29 years later, after a lot of life and love and career, uh, Bet and I, she was treating me more like a peer this time instead of that new actor that's in a rubber makeup. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. That was the big difference. Uh, she was well aware of, of, of my career. She was asking me all, all about how to, how was it filming The Shape of Water? Oh my gosh, that was such a gorgeous movie. Um, and I'd also helped her out uh, on her on her Halloween special the year before. She does a Halloween special every year for her um, her charity in New York called the New York Restoration Project. Oh, fantastic! And, and normally she has a big a live event. Uh, it's a big red carpet event where she has lots of celebrities come in New York. Couldn't do it that year because of COVID, so she was doing it all on the line, as you kids say. Uh, <laughs> so, so, uh, so she was asking people to you know film things, and they were going to edit it all together for a big special uh, subscription kind of. TV special on, on the line. <laughs> and so she asked, she called me directly. I don't know, you know, out of the blue, Bette Miller's calling. Hey, I haven't talked to you in 30 years. How you doing? So, uh, so, and then, so she asked if I would be willing to get back into my Billy Butcherson look to do a segment for this, uh, this special. This was the year before we started filming the, wow. the sequel. So that, that was there even talks of a sequel at that point? There was talks of it and rumors of it for nine years. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, so, uh, but, but as far as it being a reality, it was all, you know, I think getting, getting the three original witches back was, you know, that was, that was key. That had to be in place and contracted before the rest of us were going to hear about it. Yeah. So, um, so we, so I did this, this Halloween special for her. She called it her Huluween special because <laughs> you know, she has her Hawaiian roots and, um, uh, and it was great fun. She got, she got Mariah Carey. Uh, she got uh, Meryl Streep to oh participate. A bunch of the original cast from Hocus Pocus and, and all of it. It was it was a huge event um, online. And so she was. So when she we saw each other uh, for filming uh, in we were, we filmed in Rhode Island because uh, you know it, the film takes place in Salem, but I, uh, Rhode Island must have offered them a better tax incentive. Well, I have no idea. Yeah, right. So we were filming between Providence and Newport, Rhode Island, and um, uh, so when Bet saw me on set for the first time, back in my Billy garb, uh, she was all like arms out, hugs, and and her first words were, "Thank you so much for helping me out with the uh, you know the Halloween special last year," and um, so we had that going already. And then now it, she also was again treating me like a peer. We had a great conversation about series television. Mm. Um, she was asking me how it was going for me now, and I said, "Well, you know, being on Star Trek Discovery, I, I, you know, I'm about to start filming season five, That's and wild. now, now I am filming season five, but." Um, but I, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of suffering the, you finish one episode, you've memorized a ton of dialogue. That's really not easy to say. And you, you've, you know, you've had put in all the hours to make this complete little package of an episode. And then the next day you start the next one all over again. And she's like, Oh no, Oh no. I totally remember this. Uh, Cause she had her, her sitcom bet That's right. uh, for a while. And, and it was the hardest thing she's, uh, she said it's the hardest thing she's ever done because, you know, a sitcom you're doing in front of a live audience. So you have to get it up to performance level by Friday and then do it. And, and it's all, you know, comes out like a stage play. And then Monday you're starting rehearsals for the next one right off the bat. And I saw her uh, in an interview um, with maybe, I think it might've been Johnny Carson at the time. I'm not sure. Oh. Maybe that went, who was still doing the late nights back then. Um, 
And, uh, and she was telling that, that story. And I remember hear her saying that like, Oh, wow. I'll, I've always wanted to be a series regular on something, but that sounds hard. Now I'm living it. And I could tell her about it. <laughs> and, uh, and she was like, Oh, I know. And then Kathy and the Jimmy got in on the conversation going, Oh, you know, cause she did Veronica's closet as well. Yeah. And she had a very lovely experience with it. Uh, so we were just, it was kind of fun hobnobbing with these huge stars about, you know, yeah, our time on series television. Yeah. It's kind of, you know, <laughs> when, when, when 30 years ago, I was like this newbie going, I'm in a movie. That's right. <laughs> this is the moving pictures. Yeah. We're doing it. Right. <laughs> right. So big, big, the other thing that was really, really cool to see uh, was the crew the crew in the first movie, you know, we were filming in Los Angeles in the Burbank studios uh, for in, all my stuff was there. They did some exteriors in Salem, uh, Massachusetts. But but the crew was like, you know, again, I was I was this unknown actor playing this part with a big silly wig and, and wrinkly skin, whatever, you know, coming back to do the sequel 30 years later. All of our crew were kids who had grown up with that original. Oh, movie. That's unbelievable. So. Uh, when the Sanderson sisters showed up on set, it was like the Beatles had returned. Right? <laughs> when Billy Butcherson showed up on set, Elvis had come back. That's you know what I'm saying? Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, the reaction from the, from the kids on the crew and the, you know, can I get a selfie with you? Shh, don't tell anybody. Ah, you know, it, it was just a lot of that. And it was, it was really that, that changed the game completely. It, and, uh, and, and made me realize how, how much, how, 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 what kind of legs Hocus Pocus has had over the years yeah. and how it's only grown in popularity instead of faded like a lot of movies do. I feel like I hear more about Hocus Pocus, like I've heard more about it in the last last 10 years than the previous 10 years. Mm. Like, I, all honesty, like 2012 yeah. to 2022, I heard more about Hocus Pocus than I did from 02 to 2012. Like, I don't know what that is. And I was in that yeah. household growing up that I couldn't watch it purely because it was about witches. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, 10 I years old. Same household, yeah, yes. you, yeah. Cause I remember you tell me about like, you didn't want to do Hellboy at first. Like, so like I, like I didn't get to grow up with this movie because I wasn't allowed to see it when I was a kid. And right. so that's all. Cause it's wheelhouse childhood for me. I mean, 10 years old, like that's the age uh, yeah. for that. Um, I, I watched it for the first time during COVID. Brain's young, yeah. Doug. I was, I was, um, oh, I was zero years old when you were filming the movie, not to make you feel old. Uh, so I, I had never seen. It's, yeah. yeah. It's not up to you to make me feel old. I'll take care of that. <laughs> so I never see I saw it. I watched it during COVID and I was just like, this is a bizarre movie. <laughs> this movie has a certain, I don't know if uh, it's aged. It's aged. Uh, I don't know. If this movie, are, are you like, I, I imagine you are so always surprised when something like takes off. You never know what's going to take off and what's going to, you know, last, last a lifetime. But that movie in particular is just so bizarre. There's so many bizarre bits of it. Is Are you, are you just shocked like all this years later that it's like got the the legs that it has? Yeah. Uh, well, well, yeah, because especially when we filmed it, you know, whenever you're filming something, you think this could be a big hit yeah. while you're making it. Right. Uh, we all felt that way during the making of Hocus Pocus one. Uh, but, and then when it came out in theaters, they opened it in July instead of October, oh. you know, kind of, kind of missing the holiday season it was meant for um, and advertised it as a Bette Midler comedy because she was on a string of comedies at that time with, you know, outrageous fortune and big business and yep. uh, ruth, ruthless people. And she had just done beaches before this. So it, she was, you know, they were marking, they were marketing on her name uh, as a summer blockbuster against all of these huge summer blockbuster movies. And it really was a family friendly kids film for Halloween. So it, it kind of, 
kind of missed at the box office. Um, so, so we, we just thought, and this is, this is 1993. So before home video is what it is before, before any of these Webernet streaming devices, That's right. you know, you know, right. So we thought if it fizzles in the theater, we're done. Yeah. Uh, so I, that's what I thought like, Oh, well, I guess I won't be a household name after all. And I, <laughs> I slumped, slumped away and drank a hot chocolate. So, um, but, but with, with the TV airings since, uh, you know, uh, Disney channel and a free form. Now what used to be ABC family channel started airing hocus pocus in high rotation during Halloween time yeah. year after year. Then our, our TV audience kind of like started tuning in and then like, how do I get a copy of this? So that's when VHS started selling uh, off the shelves and everybody wanted it in their home, in their kids collection. Um, and, uh, and then, so then it came out on DVD, then it came out on Blu-ray now 4k and there's been, and, and then with all of the Disney plus uh, streaming, it's, uh, the audience is, has such access to it now that I thought I never knew it was possible back when we made it. Uh, so because of that, uh, people who have grown up with the movie are now having kids of their own yeah. and they're growing up with the movie as we have. So we're, it's multi-generational now. It's kind of like the wizard of Oz was my parents, you know, showed me the wizard of Oz as it came out, as it was an event film every year, yeah. you sat down with the popcorn that you made on the stove yeah. and you watch the, watch the wizard of Oz. Cause it, you, if you miss it on the airing, you, you miss it for the next year. Um, so Hocus Pocus is even in, in the, this era of streaming and, and ha we have it on, on the shelf, can watch it anytime. It's still a sit down, get, have the viewing party, have the family come together, uh, uh, kind of an event film, which is rare anymore. So uh, with Hocus Pocus 2, I keep hearing, uh, I keep asking people at the conventions I've been showing up at and the, the promos I've been doing, are you going to be watching Hocus Pocus 2? Oh my gosh, yes. We already have the viewing party planned. We're going to be in costume. It's like, so people are planning big events for, for uh, September 30th. Yeah. And September 30th, so that's a much more seasonal debut. You're going to get to actually release it during Halloween. October, I think, yeah. Which is going to help. I can't imagine watching Hocus Pocus in July. Yeah. Like no, I can't imagine no. being like, well, the fireworks were nice. Just took a dip <laughs> in the pool. Now it's time for a nice Salem Witch Halloween movie. That's Absolutely. Is. I'm sitting out here on my front porch on this nice autumn night, thinking about Doug Jones and the interview and all the spooky monsters he's played over the year and how sometimes getting into a healthier shape can also be scary because it's hard. And you don't even know where to start. And that's why I'm excited about my friends at Everly Well. Uh, Everly Well is a digital health care designed just for you. It's affordable and is transparently priced. With over 30 at-home lab tests, you'll be able to choose the test that makes the most sense for you. And it's not even remotely scary. Here's how it works. Everly Well ships products straight to you. Everything that you need in one single package. Uh, you take your at-home tests, you collect your sample, and there's a prepaid shipping level, so you just pop that sucker right back in the mail, and a physician is going to review those results and send it to your phone and a device in just days. You can share those results with your primary care physician if you want to and talk about next steps for uh, anything. I, I've used it. I, uh, I, I found out what's making my tummy hurt, and that, that's good because now I can live my life and, and know that I'm not going to have a tummy problem because I'm not drinking as much milk anymore. That is a little bit scary, but it was worth it because you don't want the tum-tum to hurt. 
Uh, love it. And Everly Well is going to give the listeners of this here show a very special discount of 20% off an at-home lab test by going to everlywell.com slash deck the hallmark. That's everlywell.com slash deck the hallmark for 20% off your at-home test. Everlywell.com slash deck the hallmark. Now I'm going to get back to sitting on the porch and listen to Doug Jones. Happy autumn. What was the difference in uh, like uh, makeup wardrobe for budget you wise in nineteen ninety three versus right. now? Was it a, a lot bigger budget, or and was it did it did it take a lot longer back in nineteen ninety three, or are things kind of it's makeup like it it takes as long as it takes no matter what year it is. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the filming there each each year the filming was about three months each uh, for for both movies. The budgets felt big on both of them okay. uh big and colorful it, it, hocus pocus 2 is going to feel and look like a, a continuation of the first one it does take place 29 years later uh so they do pick up a, a new story with new kids and the, the, the four of us that are back from the original film are the three witches and me the immortals uh with a new storyline new adventure new kids uh, but it does have the same color palette the same humor the same musicality uh so it is it is in the same absolute franchise package as the first one um now as far as the process on me goes getting me into makeup is that what you were talking about yeah, like yeah, does yeah, that yeah. change that has not changed at all uh it was it, uh, because when you're gluing rubber onto somebody's face right. you're gluing rubber onto somebody's face right. period it's like the, uh, the products might change or be you know less toxic more less chemically or whatever but you're it's still you have to put an adhesive here to get a piece of rubber here yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> so, no, no way around that it's, it's killing no you it's it. killing you a little less but it's taking the same amount right. of time and so you know yeah right the important <laughs> thing Doug, what's this isn't hocus pocus related it might be what, what's the biggest budgeted movie you've ever been on like you were on set and you were like oh this is absurd R- right i think it um hook i've been on i've, I've been in so many movies that look huge I, hook might have been might have oh been it. yeah uh, batman returns also yeah. might have been in that ilk uh, but I think the one that I was aware of uh, having a $120 million budget, maybe I think in that realm was uh, uh, Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They were spending was a, serious money on that movie. Another huge sequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and it's it's um, when, when, when budgets are that big, you also notice, you know, I also do lots of independent films for yeah. in, in the hundreds of thousands of dollars of budget. That's right. Uh, so we seeing the difference between the two, you know, when, when people are scrimping and saving and planning and scheduling uh, to make every dollar count, you know, um, and then you look at these huge bloated productions uh, where you, you see wasteful things happening and you're like, oh, gosh, I know an independent film that could do an entire movie shoot off of your craft service budget. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, right. So. Well, it's But it's one of these things where it makes me it makes me more impressed with big budget filmmakers when they make a good film because when you're an independent film, you just don't have a choice, but to be a community. You know what I mean? Like you got to share everything and you got to be around each other and you got to pretty much like each other. The movie's going to implode. Whereas (laughs) with the big budget, everybody's got their own trailers and own dressing rooms and own craft service and blah, blah, blah. It's impressive to me when someone can put like a Steven Spielberg can pull all that together and still make it feel like a warm and cozy environment. And I'm sure you've, had experiences across the board there but like hearing that it makes me just even more impressed with the big budget side of things 
Right, right. Well, and you know, I, I would say that the biggest, the biggest budget studio films, films I've done that have felt like that that community indie film vibe, have been the Hellboy movies, probably with Guillermo, with Guillermo del Toro yeah. at, at the helm, and all of us, uh, you know, actors. You know, there weren't any divas among us. We all got along so well, like a family, and and uh, and even even then, uh, Guillermo ha- had a certain budget that was healthy, but he had to make it look like it was twice that. That's right. So again, so he had to treat it like it was an independent film. Um, and uh, uh, what was I gonna? I had another thought, but I just lost. That's, gone. No, it's totally fine. And when, yeah, it, no, it's when, gone. It, when it comes back, you just let us know. <laughs> let us know. Um, <laughs> do you know what the actual like what actually happened to make Hocus Pocus two finally a reality? Was it like COVID? Like was it okay? Now we actually have the time to actually focus on this, or what? Was there something yeah. that finally happened that was like okay? After nine years of wanting it, we're finally doing it. Right. Well, uh, I, the reason I mentioned nine years is because we, we um, it's coming out 29 years after the first one. I, it started being talked about the rumors. I started hearing about it from the studio level was at our 20th anniversary wow. screening of the movie uh, that one of our producers was there saying, hey, we got plans for a sequel. I'm like, wow, really? So that was nine years ago. Um, so in the meantime, uh, uh, I think I, I'm not sure if it was a. a What's the story going to be? Uh, where is it going to show? Are we going to try another theatrical release this time? Or is it going to go straight to D- Disney Plus, which is what they are ending up, ending up doing? I think it could play huge at the box office this year. Yeah, I really yeah. do. But but uh, Disney Plus has their reasons that I'm above my pay grade. I don't know. Um, but uh, I, I think the, the biggest issue was who's going to be in it and can we get them? Yeah, I think that's yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, so do you have a new generation of, of, of main, main witches, or do you bring the originals back? Um, and that would include me too. You know, is it just going to be a hocus pocus too, with a whole, like the same kind of story, but all different cast. Well, getting the three witches back. If you now, now that again, 29 years later, uh, Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker and Kathy and Jimmy have also gone on to do bigger, more things. And uh, so getting everybody to say yes and come back, contractually that might have been the issue again above my pay grade i don't know but all i what i was hearing was uh what the first phone call i got saying you know it's going to happen or it's in the works just be ready here here's the here's this the filming schedule we think we're going to have but what we were waiting for was for bet sarah and mary and um kathy for all of their contracts to be cinched up and signed and done once that happened the rest of us could join the movie you know what i'm saying so we yeah. were really waiting for those three top stars to to say yes and, and come to an agreement so it was a no-go without those three and there well, was, absolutely uh, this, was, yeah that's what i think that's what i what i heard non-negotiable yeah. i, right. I want to talk to you a little bit you, you brought up streaming and now i'm just interested to hear your thoughts on it like for me i'm such a dan I oh, we, way. We, we get angry you want to hear a sound as old as anyone <laughs> we, in the world we love the theater we, <laughs> we, lo- love we got the our regal theater. unlimited we go as often as we can we, we get a big we yeah. don't Last Friday at 11 a.m., our kids are in school, wives working or doing something else. We got, Brandon and I went to see a horror movie at 11 in the morning, got a big got bucket corn, of popcorn, like, poured some M&Ms on the top of it. I mean, we're just sitting best. next to each other like just two old dudes. That's, and I'm I, serious. I have, I, like, I, I'm just like, I'm just an old fart. I'm just like, I want to watch movies in the yeah. movie theater, and I want to watch TV shows at home on a TV. I don't want to watch a movie at home. I like. I have a hard time. I still haven't watched West Side Story because I didn't see oh, it in the it theaters. Oh, it was so great in the big screen. I didn't screen. see it in the theaters, and I can't make yeah. myself watch it at home. I have such a hard time. So yeah. I do. is it is it 
as a uh, an actor, as an artist, you go into this thing, you do this thing for three months, big, big production, big fun. This is a movie, and it's going on Disney Plus. Is it part of you that's like, oh I, man, I wish not? Like, oh, I can't imagine watching Shape of Water on this. Like, right. the biggest screen for Shape of right. Water was the experience. Like, I can't right. imagine watching it on a small screen. So, right. I, yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. I agree with both of you uh, wholeheartedly, and I'm also an old guy, literally and figuratively. <laughs> uh, so I, I also enjoy the theater experience. There's nothing like it. You, uh, when you're at home watching, even if you have a big TV with a great sound right. system, you still have distractions and the kitchen right there and your phone right here that you're allowed to use, which you're not in the theater. You know, yeah. so there's enough. There's enough to take you away from that screen and away from that. You know. At home, I, I I really appreciate the big screen. Sit it sit in a in a theater, dark dark uh, lighting. Do it experience. So uh, yeah, yeah, and you're right. As an actor, when you put that much heart and soul and and that much work and effort and blood, sweat and tears sometimes into a movie role, the last thing you want to do is see it for the first time on a phone. Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Good gracious. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, uh, so I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm actually going to get to see Hocus Pocus 2 on a big theater screen because we're having a big premiere in New York for oh, it. Wow. Uh, so that'll be my, my one uh, theater screening experience that I'll have. But you know what? Hocus Pocus 1 has been revived uh, many Halloweens uh, since, since it came out. Uh, in, in these, these later years that it's more popular, uh, they'll have a, a limited theatrical run yep. in October and, and they pack the house. Yep. Uh, in, in fact, during the, the lockdown pandemic, when no movies were coming out at all and a few theaters were still open, um, they, they re-released Hocus That's Pocus. That's where Brand saw it. That's when I saw it for the first time. That's I was just dying. Oh, okay. I was dying to get back to the theaters. And oh. I was actually willing to die to go back to the theaters <laughs> to apparently because yeah, yeah, I did yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, and that's when I watched it for the first time. So Okay. And it was number one at the box was. office. Okay. So that's what I'm thinking. You know, I would love to see Hocus Pocus 2 get. It may still have its theatrical run later, but I think I think Disney Plus is, is doing, uh, you know, a marketing promotional thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can well, only I get mean, it there, so you got to come back. Disney yeah. Plus didn't release like three of the last five Pixar movies on the big screen. Yeah. I mean, Pixar movies went straight to Disney Plus. So, like, that is a viable release. It's not like they're shelving. And that's the like, like, just, that's yeah. like a like big you, deal. Those are like right. illustrators that are spending years yeah, right. of their that's lives. Right. And right. it's just like, oh, yeah, we're actually just going to I mean, throw. Soul with Jamie Foxx, that movie's phenomenal yeah. that Pixar did. Yeah. And it went straight to Disney+. Plus. I remember seeing this going, I wish I could have seen this on the big screen. There are people at home that are just like, but I like watching it at home. Shut up. That's right. And that's no, fair. And, right. That's fair. And, and many people do have a great home theater setup that I envy. So, sure, sure. I have a great TV at home. It's important to me because I love sports. But I, I would rather watch a movie on the, on the big screen with the sound and everything. Yeah. And calibrated correctly, D yeah. Doug. What's another in your in your storied film career? What's the next sequel, Doug Jones movie sequel? Like, what movie Ooh. have you been in that you're like this sequel should happen? Wow, wow. Well, you know, I've, I've done I've done uh, I've done original and sequel movies about three times now. I did uh, Hellboy one and two. That's right. I did uh, Benchwarmers one and two. <laughs> Come on! Yeah, yeah. Benchwarmers two was not in the theater. That was a direct to DVD. Direct to direct to the DVD. Yeah, right. Yeah, but I but I came back as number seven, my robot character. Of course you did. 
Uh, I saw the first one of those. I did not see the second. I'm sorry, Doug. I saw the second one because I was in it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. uh, and, and, and of course, Hocus Pocus one and two. So uh, if, uh, if there was a, another, another sequel that I would like to revisit, redo, it would not be one of Del Toro's artsy movies because no. Tales in the Shape of Water need to stay where they are. Yes. And, and let it remain the, the the encapsulated classics that they are. I would. I, I still am. Well, I'm to the day I die. I may lament that we weren't able to make a Hellboy three. Okay, that's what I'm probably. Yeah. And I, then I hear that. I hear about it constantly. I kind of like race. Golden Army, the second one, more than the first one. I like them both. As did I. But Ron Perlman's a treat, and you're yes. great. It's a, that's yeah. a fun fun cast of characters there i enjoyed yeah. those movies quite a bit have you seen well, them i haven't seen Hellboy <laughs> one yeah. or two oh, okay yeah, well, well when when uh when hell there there was talk of, of hellboy 3 in fact hellboy 2 ended with with you know with that in mind yeah yeah and Guillermo del toro had the story in his head and had shared a couple of those tidbits with ron perlman and so they were both kind of excited to make a hellboy 3 again these are decisions that are way above my pay grade so it might have been a money issue it might have been a studio issue i don't know but instead of a Hellboy three, we got the Hellboy reboot. Yeah, with David Harbor playing yeah. Hellboy. Right. I did go see it because I wanted to see Hopper. what we were I know dealing Hopper. with. Yeah, yeah, uh, right. And uh, uh, it, it was it was it was good. Uh, it was not a Del Toro film. Very different. Um, very different. And uh, so, and again, it didn't do well, and the critics didn't like it as much. So, uh, so I think the Hellboy franchise. I'm not sure what happened to it after that. So, it, but but when the news came out that this reboot was, was happening. Ron and Selma and I all got on text with each other going, well, I guess that's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, it's tough to go uh, back for a three when there's been a whole different reboot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The guy in the middle. Yeah. It's hard to ignore. So, um, but Ron Perlman said it best. He sent it to uh, his last text in that whole thread of ours was, you know what? If we got two great movies and lifelong friendships out of this, we did. Okay. Yeah, and that's cool to hear. I mean, anytime yeah. you hear that there's a group of people that made like a series of movies that still group chat together, I mean, that's fun. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. be that's better than being on a big budget movie and having really no, like it having nothing, no heart in it at all. So I like, okay. that makes me happy to hear. You yeah, mentioned yeah. Uh, talking about uh, doing Star Trek and how you know you do this one episode and then you got to go right to the the, the <laughs> next one. Do yeah. you uh, now you've been doing it for for years, so I'm sure you're kind of used to it by now. But do do you have a, a much of a preference if you had to either just do movies or just do series work? Do you have a preference? I'm sure there's pros to each, even though they're both challenging. Yeah, uh, well, you know, I, I would, uh, sorry, the garbage truck's about to come outside. So if we hear, <laughs> you'll know what happened. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I would prefer the schedule and the, the, um, the start and stop of a feature film. Yeah, I would, I prefer that uh, because uh, you see a script, you know what's coming, you know how this is going to end and you can move on to the next project or the next thing. Um, and it's, and you also commit to <clears throat> three, three months, six months, maybe, <clears throat> if it's a big movie shoot and uh and so so you can see a, a start you can see the end of the tunnel as you get into it with a TV, with a series the tunnel may never end you never know and, guys uh, and hallmark why haven't you this is doug's dream job it's a 15-day movie shoot and then it's done that's what i'm saying doug jones for Hallmark, yeah. Doug Jones yeah. for Hallmark. Hashtag Doug Hashtag Jones for Hallmark. Doug, yeah. I don't know what we need to do on the line <laughs> to get well, this I to think, happen. 
<laughs> part of the problem has been my, my schedule on Star Trek Discovery because okay. they do take up the bulk of my year. And I have had a couple of, of Hallmark directors or producers that have seen these chats of mine <laughs> with you and have been like, hey, if you're interested, I'm making something. You, we have a role that would be great for you. And then it's like, I'm going to be in Toronto on Star Trek. I'm sorry. So yeah. that has happened a couple of times. Yeah. So, okay. so the, the word is out. Okay. The, the love is out. <laughs> I, but in the meantime, I did get to do uh, another uh, another project that felt kind of Hallmark-ish uh, just recently. Um, I had a little break in filming uh, on Star Trek Discovery and was able to work out a week um, on a new series that's going to be airing on the Pure Flix streaming oh, yeah. platform. Okay. Uh, Pure Flix being now a division of Sony. Yeah, yeah. Their family-friendly, faith-based uh, uh, streaming service. And this show is an anthology show. So every episode is a different story, different cast. So my episode, I get to play a human. I don't, I, I'm not allowed to go into all the details of it, but uh, it's called Destin. The whole series is called Destination Heaven. Okay. And, uh, and it was uh, our showrunner is pro uh, producer, writer, uh, Dean Batali from that 70s show. Wow. Okay. So it was written with such crisp dialogue and hilarious hilarious humor uh, i was it was a really i was so happy to do it and i was in and out of the makeup trailer in seven minutes man wow yeah. unbelievable yeah. And, and you know so getting to play uh you know this, this self-contained episodic story uh with a very very happy uplifting ending um it was like okay i'm, I'm in the wheelhouse i want to live in now yeah yeah, yeah. there so, is that, something think, uh truly magical about hellboy being in a show called destination that's right yeah yeah, yeah. the <laughs> hellboy monster <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. um and, uh, and I, I believe if i'm not mistaken i think i think it's gonna be march march ish okay. of 2023 that this series uh will be available on pure flicks let us know for yeah. sure i okay. want to hear about that i and in the meantime while, while we're also talking about what's coming up uh i'm also a recurring guest on what we do in the shadows oh my are you back and well yeah well doug uh, yeah season four just uh, air, just finished airing okay and, i watch it on hulu so i'm not caught up yet it's okay. my, one of my favorite shows on tv though okay well then i won't ruin it for you but uh, but I, oh i'm back in, in if you haven't seen season four in its entirety i i'm in season four uh it's the episode called the wedding i believe uh, oh my and, goodness i can't and, wait uh, so i go through another transformation as the baron which i think you're going to appreciate dude and then I just got called that I'm going to be uh, doing another episode in their season five, which starts filming this month. How so. much fun is it to be on that? I know that we oh, love you, oh. but I I, I can't yeah. not ask. Oh. Like that yeah. set, is everyone just laughing in between takes hysterically? Yes. Uh, this is this is one of those rare jobs where I look forward to going into work every day, no matter how much makeup I have to wear. It doesn't matter. We laugh all day. And it's and these people are such silly loves. I, I, I adore everyone in the cast and they're all hilariously funny. And uh, the, the production, the network, even they, they encourage uh, we do a few we do a few um, takes on script. And then they encourage going off script for oh a couple of fun God. takes. And that's where all this improv happens. Oh my these, gosh. These brilliant comedians I'm working with go off the page so far that you're like, how did they ever find their way to that place? But in there are comedic gems that they'll keep. So, I mean the, the original movie that Taika Waititi directed yes. Yes. is, uh, it feels like it's all improv. It's got like a mockumentary <laughs> feel to it. <laughs> right, and it right. since the show, the whole thing, that whole bit I find to be hysterical and, and you, you on there was such a treat. And so I'm so happy I get to see that again. Thank you for letting yeah. me know. Cause that's More next coming. on our list. More to, love coming. Yeah. I mean, come on. Um, uh, 
Well, really? I, my question was, you're doing Discovery pretty much, you know, for what, three, four months of the year? Is that about right? Oh, good. More like more like eight or nine. Oh, wow. On, yeah. So how, like, now that you're, you know, a seasoned veteran who doesn't have to take every role offered him and can be, you know, picky about this and know that I've done enough and I've got, a, you know, a show on for five seasons and I've been in all these movies and the phone's going to ring and, and it doesn't have, I don't have to do all these. I don't have to rush, rush, rush and grind, grind, grind. If you're spending all this time on Star Trek, like how, how, picky are you when it comes to the rest of it like how much are you how discerning are you when you talk with uh with your wife about spending time at home and going okay mm -hmm. i i'm not going to play four monsters this year do you know what i mean like what what is it that you that goes through that process now for doug jones i, be I believe you may have just quoted me verbatim okay i'm not going to play four <laughs> monsters this year uh, I, i'm at that place now yes where uh I, you know i'm i kind of now that i'm 62 years old now no way I, no way well, bless you thank you Come Bless on. You. Oh, I know man. I look fabulous, don't I? <laughs> but, um, but I, uh, I, I am at a place where, where I'm like, you know, I, I'm still, I'm still in, in very usable shape and very, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm still uh, performing well, but I, I, I feel, at least I'm told I am. So the last thing I want to do though, is to start fading on camera uh, yeah, at some point where I don't ever want to hear someone say, Oh, Doug used to be good. <laughs> you know, I, I, I want to avoid that happening. So, uh, so I, when it comes to the rubber bits, uh, I will want to retire them at some point, you know, maybe, maybe when my contract with, with Star Trek discovery is done and how many, ever many seasons we're going to go. Uh, but in the meantime, I have been more picky. Yeah. Uh, you know, if Guillermo del Toro calls and says, I yes. want you to play a monster, whatever he says, it's a yes. Yeah. And he knows that. Uh, and, and anyone else, it's like, it really have to, it has to be a story. I'm really wanting to help tell a character that I really want to delve into, um, you know, uh, and, and if, it, if all that's not in place and if it's a director I really want to work with or other actors I want to work with, if all that's not in place and I, I, I'm more confident in saying no now yeah. if, if I and need I, to. I just as a follow-up, understanding that because if Guillermo del Toro calls, it's an offer, not an audition because he knows he's calling you. Yeah. Do you ever just show up to that meeting not knowing what the monster is, just excited like Christmas morning to find out what kind of mm -hmm. nonsense Guillermo's got for me this time? Uh, oh yes, uh, yeah. In fact, uh, that that happened. Mm. He, I mean, he he's given me a script all the time. And I, I've I've never. I don't think I've ever said yes before reading it. Oh, I I said yes to the Shape of Water. Uh, that that was a that was a verbal like doggy. Uh, you know when we um, when we were we were filming Crimson Peak. Yeah, uh, where I played two was Ghost Ladies. Yeah, and that. that's a and wild movie. Right. So that's it was. And during that was 2014 we were filming that. So it was long before Shape of Water ever came out. But we. Uh, or was even made during that filming. I had a day off and Guillermo asked me to come to his office during lunchtime to discuss, you know, something. And I'm like, Oh gosh, I'm not in trouble. What happened? Um, and it was, it was him kind of pitching me the idea of the shape of water. And um, so I, I was like, yes. Okay. Now what's the story? Yeah, that, that's, that was that day. That's fantastic. I yeah, love and of course, when you, when you told me it was an, it was a fish man again, I said, well, I've already played one of those for you. Is there any connection? <laughs> no, not at all. Okay. So yeah. Then it's a different it, fish you know, man, different fish a, man different altogether. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I may be one of the only actors out there who's played two uh, fish men in his career. Yeah. Also, I've played two kangaroo men in my career. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so for, 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 for anyone who really knows my resume out there, you're going to guess that. But uh, the first one was tank girl. Yeah, I was. One You're of the in Tank we, Girl. We were half kangaroo, half man mutants that were uh, kind of helped out. As you Classic were, Tank Girl. 
Placid Tank Girl. And, uh, and then the other one was Warriors of Virtue, a, uh, a kung fu kangaroo fighting sort of kids movie. I've not seen 19, that one. 1997 that came out. So wow. you would have been again. I'd have been 14, 14 years you've old. Been, you've been in right just, in the pocket of a, who we were. Yeah, maybe just a skosh too old for uh, <laughs> Warriors of Virtue. Kung, yeah. kung fu kangaroos. I'm looking but it up, believe you me. It's close. It's close. <laughs> yeah. uh, Doug, yeah. forgive me for not knowing if you've actually done this or, or not, but uh, your whole career you've been in front of the camera doing monsters, doing all sorts of different stuff. Do you Have you ever had any interest in directing or producing uh, anything? Mm. Uh, have you done that mm. before, or do you have any interest mm. to do it in the future? Nope. Other than making a video for Instagram, I don't want to direct Jack nothing. <laughs> I have watched so many friends uh, uh, age exponentially while while directing a film. Wow. <laughs> it's just it's a lot of pressure. I don't deal with stress well, so the, the stress I take on just creating one character uh, is I can't imagine directing well, all of them. I, or yeah, I felt like I knew that answer because of how you say that's above my pay grade. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you, you you don't say that like you're like you wish it was your pay grade. Right. You no, say it I, like I'm, with glad full confidence of listen. I don't have to answer this. Yeah. This is above my pay grade. <laughs> Thank you. I like to clock out and go home. That's right. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. You don't have to watch dailies. You don't have to do any of that. You just do your thing. Not my problem. Not I love my problem. Funny. Yeah. Uh, we got to let you go here in just a minute. You got another thing you got to do. Yeah. Um, but going back really quickly, Hocus Pocus 2, it's coming out at the end of this month. Everyone's very excited about it. Um, I'm going to ask you a question that you probably it's above your pay grade. Uh, but because this one took so long to, 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 to finalize and to get everybody together, did they work in an option if this one does well? We know we want to bang out another one like next year, or is this kind of probably it to it? get those three people plus you uh, uh, together for another one? Well, hey, Bran, that's above my pay grade. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know it, it, the work that it took to get this sequel to happen. I can't imagine um, if they do a part three, it would probably be that other option of, you know, yeah. carrying on the kids that are in this movie to carry them on into the next, instead of all of us originals, probably that, that you, would be my, uh, my guess. Have you seen the film yet? Or are you just seen it at the New York premiere? I have not been to the New York premiere yet. That's happening uh, in a couple of weeks. Okay. Right, right, right before the, it comes out on Disney plus. Uh, so I've only seen the tidbits that I've gone into do some voice looping to fix my dialogue. Uh, and it looks great. Like it looks funny and I, I made myself chuckle. So that's, I, I'm, I don't always like my work. So <laughs> I love Fantastic. it. Danny, you got anything else? No, that's it. Doug, we could literally talk to you all day long and you know that. Me. Thank you. You're so generous with your time. Oh, we me really, too, really you. I love you guys so much. Oh, you're uh, the best, man. And I can't, I can't wait for uh, October. What is it, October 21st to come? Was that when the, when that's, Hallmark starts? It's yeah, 24, that's 7? It, 21st, 22nd, 24, something like 7. that. We're very excited about it. And we will get you back this holiday season. Please. We will move, yeah, absolutely. move hell or uh, high water yeah okay well I, i'm i'm gonna be uh, available after after thanksgiving i should be ready to Fantastic. go uh, you're gonna be yeah. home for uh december i'll, I'll be home and done yes fantastic yes, yes. i know you like last few years i feel like you're always getting home like a few days before christmas yeah. right well our filming schedule on star trek discovery has it's a bit different different months every every year so this this time it's gonna i have holiday season to myself fantastic okay. buddy well, I'm happy for you, you just hang out on the couch you watch yourself some homework you earned it man that's i'm gonna i'm so gonna yeah. all right dougie everybody go see uh and by go see i mean you know turn, turn on, on your, your tv, TV if that's what you want to do hocus <laughs> focus um onto disney plus uh until we talk to you next time maybe the first
offers to wish you a Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> Deck the Hallmark is the That Sounds Fun podcast. It's produced by Tracy Noah's name. It's recorded live in, yeah, that Greenville, South Carolina. For more information on Deck the Hallmark, you can go to deckthehallmark.com. You're about to hear some ads that help keep the lights on here at the studio. Feel free to listen. Feel free to turn it off, whatever you want to. But either way, thanks so much for your support.